Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The subject of inflation is close to the hearts of many people as it directly affects their purchasing power and quality of life. Controlling inflation is a challenge which governments around the world have to constantly grapple with, as a drastic and sustained increase in inflation could lead to unhappiness among the populace. Bill Hewlett, co-founder of Hewlett Packard, famously said, "You cannot manage what you cannot measure." An important part of the work in managing inflation is to measure and forecast the short, medium, and long-term expectations of inflation. Researchers at SMU Sim Kee Boon Institute for Financial Economics, in collaboration with Mastercard Worldwide, have developed the Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations, or SINDEX. Which was officially launched in January 2012. The index is derived from an online survey of around 400 randomly selected individuals from Singapore households. The online survey helps researchers understand the behaviour and sentiments of decision makers in Singapore households. The index released the findings of the ninth wave of its quarterly survey in October this year. In this podcast. Dr. Arubindu Ghosh, Assistant Professor of Finance and Project Director of the Sim Kee Boon Institute of Financial Economics, shares his insights on inflation in Singapore and beyond. Professor, you co-created the Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations, which has been publishing its quarterly findings since January 2012. Why is there need for such an index? How do the findings help researchers and policymakers? What does it mean for the man in the street? Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations, or SINDEX for short, started in 2011 September, and the purpose of this index was to survey around 400 odd Singaporeans about their expectations of both medium term, which is one year ahead, and long term, which is five year ahead, forecast of inflation. It forms a very, very important part of the arsenal of policymakers. Policymakers have to decide on how to evaluate expectations of inflation of Individuals and households, so that they can decide on both their monetary policy, fiscal policy, and particularly exchange rate policy in Singapore context. For the man on the street, they have to make a decision whether to purchase an item now or later, and that is determined by their expectations of inflation. If they think prices are going to go up, they will go ahead and buy right away. And in some sense, that will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. That the prices would indeed actually go up. In the Inflation Expectation Index for the third quarter announced in October 2013, the results findings showed a downward trend for the one year ahead of inflation expectations. However, the Singapore government said in November it expects inflation to rise over the next few quarters. What do you think of these different expectations? What we see out there is survey-based results of inflation expectations sometimes come out to be a little higher than the ones that are based on actual data, and of course we are looking at expectations into the future, not the current one. Since individuals don't have information that government and policymakers would have, it's just an expectation or perception that they have. Now, to reconcile the two differences, what we see is that the inflation expectation numbers that we have are coming down from around 3.8 or 3.9 percent 
towards uh, maybe closer to 3.5% into the future, while on the other side, the number since the first quarter of this year, which was at 1.6, was a surprise, not anticipated one year ahead. So that is coming out slightly more than uh, what was predicted at that time. So in some sense, it's really a convergence of expectations than a surprise element in itself. Singapore's economic growth picked up pace between July and September of 2013. The Singapore Ministry of Trade and Industry also expected the economy to grow at a higher rate. Do you see that improving growth will bring about higher inflation for the rest of this year and the first half of next year? Singapore is a small open economy, which basically means that it is affected by policies that are made around the world including the Federal Reserve Bank of the US and the European Central Bank and of course the Bank of Japan as well. So when you see that there is a big push for growth across in these three big economies, the G3 economies, there would be some impact on Singapore and we see that in a positive way when we see this growth forecast looking up. Now inflation on the other hand has two different impacts. Some levels of inflation, ideally between 2 and 4 percent, is considered to be a good thing for growth. So we see that uh, with inflation rate of which is projected to be around 2 percent, that will definitely be a boost for growth. And with growth, there might be some increase in the inflationary expectations, but because of higher employment and maybe higher income, there will be a, a better outcome for the economy. Some analysts had earlier speculated that the U.S. Federal Reserve will start the tapering of its massive stimulus package in September this year. Now some are predicting that tapering will take place during the first half of 2014. What would be the impact on Singapore and the region? Uh, the tapering has been generating a lot of speculation among, among central bankers as well as uh, private economists working in banks. And the main issue is the dry up of liquidity, which is the amount of money flow that comes to the region. In one sense, Singapore did get affected by a lot of hot money. I would like to call it smart money with a better investment prospect coming in to Singapore. But when uh, tapering starts, the stimulus package is sort of gradually turned off, then you will see an outflow and that might cause sort of, in some cases, popping up some bubbles, which are asset bubbles or real estate bubbles across in the region to go down. From the side of inflation, you would have a downward pressure on inflation at that time. So most of the policymakers are trying to keep their fingers crossed that doesn't have an impact on the growth given that things are looking up in the region. What do you foresee in terms of inflation expectations in the medium term in Singapore? We have, as I mentioned before, looked at inflation expectations in the medium and the long term. Medium term will be one year, long term would be around five years. And the purpose was very clear. We didn't want to speculate a very short term inflation expectations because it can change very fast, very rapidly, or it has a lot of volatility. So we wanted to forecast or we wanted to see what the forecasts are of households about inflation expectations in medium term. In the current round of the survey, which is the ninth round of the survey, we see the headline inflation or CPI all inflation expectations at around 3.85% uh, year on year. So one year ahead, it's 3.85%. We also look at a composite index, which is giving lower weight to more volatile elements like private housing, private transport, as well as food and energy. That is what is known as Syndex 1, the one year ahead 
forecast, that is coming out to be 3.92%. Now, these things have to be kept in context. What we see that these numbers are the lowest it has been since inception of the SINDEX or the Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations in September of 2011. It is also seeing this downward trend as you pointed out before in the projection or perceptions of inflation expectations of individuals uh, since a high in September of 2012. So that trend seems to continue and as we expect that this might actually converge to something where uh, the numbers would be probably around uh, in the 3 to a little over 3% range. Other than Singapore, do other countries in Asia or the world have a similar index that measures inflation expectations? Uh, this is a very interesting question. When we started this project, we were trying to see what is going on in the region and we couldn't find anything. And so this is sort of the first of its kind in Singapore and maybe the region as well. There has been some attempts in the US, including the New York Federal Reserve has been commissioning such a survey, which is mostly online based survey to try to calibrate expectations of inflation in the US. There is another a recent study. Uh, it was about a year and a half after we started that we came to be aware of. It's run by our UK non-governmental organizations, which is really evaluating inflation expectations of some of the European countries, uh, in general OECD countries and, uh, and Singapore and some other countries in the region. They find numbers which are very, very close to the numbers that we have been projecting. And, but the purpose of that survey is quite different from ours. Our survey was really done to find out whether inflation expectations are anchored or in other words that they don't fluctuate enough for short term fluctuations or demand on supply conditions of essential items. So that is what anchoring means and anchoring is very, very important for policymakers. They want inflation expectations to be anchored and not fluctuate violently all over the place. What do the inflation surveys reveal about the awareness of the respondents with respect to world and regional news, particularly those related to economic news? We have actually asked this question in the survey, how much they are aware of uh, economic uh, news that will affect their household finances and we find it to our pleasant surprise that Singaporeans are extremely grounded in their expectations. They keep up with the news really at as much as 90% of them are aware of what the news uh, particularly economic news are going in the region and they calibrate their expectations based on those economic news. So we are very hopeful that this will continue and they will have a very grounded expectations as they have done sometimes better forecast than even experts about inflation expectations one year ahead. Thank you, Professor. Thanks a lot for having me.